When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network. This is your inside source to Hokie Sports. The Hokie Sports Insider, presented by Phillips Real Estate. Time to catch up on everything happening in Hokie Nation with your host, Evan Hughes. Hello, Tech fans, and welcome into season number two, episode number 41 of the Hokie Sports Insider podcast. Proudly presented by Phillips Real Estate each and every week. We are so thrilled to have them aboard as our title sponsor this year on the Hokie Sports Insider. If you are looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, we can help. Call Phillips Real Estate today at 540-750-4144. It is so great to be back with you for another season. Hope that you and your family had a fantastic summer, hopefully filled with a great vacation in there. But as we enter the last full week here in the month of August, it is officially go time for the 2022-23 athletics season. The first day of class at Virginia Tech was this Monday. Students are back on campus. Blacksburg is buzzing. It really is one of the best feelings of the year when everyone gets back together. 
Well, before we get to an update on what's going on in our fall sports, and for those that are new to our podcast, we update you what's going on in Virginia Tech Athletics, and then two great conversations to get through a little bit later. We'll tell you about them in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to update you on all of our revamped Hokey Pod materials for the 2022-23 season, our revamped Hokey Pod lineup for this year. Tons of great content that our Virginia Tech Sports Network team will be putting out. And let's start with Tuesdays. Bill Roth, Mike Burnup, they're going to present the Level 7 podcast for a deep dive into everything going on with Virginia Tech football. They're going to have fantastic guests. They've already had Coach Brent Pry. And their second one, which I invite you to go back and listen to, great conversation with former running backs coach Billy Height. Some great stories shared on that podcast then on Wednesdays, I'll have Hokie Sports Insider for you. That'll come out at noon. And on Thursday, Zach Mackey hosts X's and O's with Virginia Tech football coordinators and assistant coaches. And then on Friday, Tech Talk Live will be archived here across Hokie Pod, and that features head coach Brent Pry. So from Level 7 to Hokie Sports Insider, X's and O's, Tech Talk Live, I know we could not be more excited about all the content that we are going to be providing throughout this season. All right, our two guests, you got to get two big guests, right, for the Season 2 premiere of the Hokie Sports Insider. So I am thrilled to have... Danny Flores of Virginia Tech Men's Soccer be our first student athlete of the year. And then a little bit later, we'll have Virginia Tech Men's Soccer head coach Mike Brizendine with us on the podcast because the Hokies are about to go onto the West Coast and wanted to make sure I caught up with them before they traveled out West. But let's do our whip around with fall sports and start with Virginia Tech women's soccer. They had a thrilling win to open its season on the road at William & Mary. They trailed 3-2, but then found a way to score two goals and hang on to a 4-3 win. Emma Pelkowski had the game winner. And then Tori Powell, who was so good last year from an offensive standpoint, netted two goals in the win. And then on Sunday, here at Thompson Field, Virginia Tech drew with Indiana 0-0, no goals in that game. And you might be thinking to yourself, why is there a tie? Well, something that is new to college soccer on both the men's and the women's side this year is that there is no overtime in the regular season, which means there is no golden goal opportunity. Now, it doesn't mean you can't tie after the old format of overtime, but there will not be an opportunity to go to overtime. So there's a lot of pressure on these teams to, if you're going to win a game, you got to do it in regulation in 90 minutes. And that was a prime example on Sunday. The old format, that game would have gone to overtime. It did not. And it was a scoreless tie between Indiana and Virginia Tech. But really excited about this team that Chugger Adair has. And we're going to talk to Coach next week. But I think that this has a ton, this team ton of talent on it, especially offensively. When you return someone like Tori Powell and then Emma Pelkowski, the year that she had last year as a freshman. Speaking of freshmen, they've got a really talented class. I'm very excited to see this team continue to get better early in the season. And they've got another game tomorrow on Thursday at 7 o'clock against Delaware on the ACC Network Extra. I'll have the call with Josh Brown for that game. Okay, moving right along, Virginia Tech men's soccer. We're going to talk a lot about that program today on the show. Very excited to have Danny Flores and Mike Brizendine with us. 
But they travel, again, to the West Coast. They're, they got on a plane yesterday, and they will open their season against a very good Grand Canyon team. That's 10 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, 10 o'clock Eastern time, if you want to watch that. And then what an opportunity on Sunday, also at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. They're going to play at UCLA in Los Angeles. Game is on the Pac-12 network. But those are two really big tests to open the year. And it's one thing we'll talk about with Coach Brizendine is how he absolutely loves to schedule a tough non-conference and really challenge his team early in the season as he's done in years past. He's done it again this season. So Grand Canyon and UCLA, two programs that expect to be in the NCAA tournament, that's how the Hokies will open things up against Thursday, again Thursday against Grand Canyon, and then UCLA on Sunday. And this Tech team, you know, they return a bunch on the back line. That's a key conversation we'll have with Coach a little bit later from Wellington to Silva Jr. and then Kyle McDowell and Cameron Joyce. And how could you forget about Ben Martino in gold, who was so good as a freshman last year? You've got pieces in the midfield with Danny Flores, Biola Kenyua. Yes, this team did lose Jacob Lavovitz and Sievert Haugley, two leaders. But I tell you what, Coach Brizendine has just reloaded. Really good freshman class. And I think they are going to be a very fun team uh, to watch this year. And I think once you're done with this podcast, after listening to Danny and Coach, you're going to be fired up about the season for Virginia Tech men's soccer. And the last team we'll check in on, because they're in action this week as well, Virginia Tech Volleyball opens its 2022 campaign this weekend in the Seahawk Volleyball Classic. Hokies will take on UNCW at 6 o'clock this Friday. You can watch that one on Flow Sports. They'll play Coastal Carolina at noon on Saturday, and then Davidson at 3 o'clock on Sunday before they come home next weekend to play in Castle. Best of luck to the Hokies. Looking forward to talking with Coach Marcy Byers down the line and many players here on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. But again, we're getting you set for Virginia Tech men's soccer to open its season on the West Coast uh, this week. And so thrilled to have Danny Flores and Mike Brizendine be our two special guests as you listen to the season two premiere of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast presented by Phillips Real Estate. Take a quick break. When we come back, Danny Flores joins us next here on the Hokie Sports Insider. You're on the inside. More Hokie Sports Insider is next. There isn't a better feeling than coming back home to Blacksburg to cheer the Hokies on to victory. As local real estate experts and VT alum, nobody appreciates that more than the folks over at Phillips Real Estate. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, we can help. We can't wait to cheer on Coach Price's first season leading the Hokies. Call Phillips Real Estate today at 540-750-4144. And go Hokies! Time for the Phillips Real Estate Athlete of the Week. If you are looking to buy or sell a home in Blacksburg or anywhere in the NRV or Roanoke area, give Dave and his team a call at 540-750-4144. Once again, here's Evan Hughes. Kicking off Season 2 of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast with one of my favorite student athletes that we have here at Virginia Tech. You heard him last year after his game winner against Notre Dame at Thompson Field. Now he is a sophomore, a vet, Danny Flores, joining us here on the Hokie Sports Insider. Let's start with this, Danny. First day of class today. 
Is it easier being a sophomore or, I mean, is it similar? Freshman first day of uh, school to sophomore first day of school? No, I think it's definitely easier for sure just because you come in with like a little bit more confident in yourself. You're not really new. You know where everything's at. So I think being here last year has definitely had an impact on me being a sophomore now. Yeah, no doubt. Sophomore year. Tell our uh, listeners and Hokie fans just how the off season went and your excitement level to get things going here. Yeah, I mean the off season it was it was it was an off season that I was planning for. Obviously, um, I ended up getting surgery uh, May fourth, so it took a toll on whatever plans I had for the off season. But um, all I really did was just focus on my rehab making sure that I was getting back to myself, being healthy. And I guess, honestly, it was kind of, I think it came in like at a good timing, obviously, because summer I had a whole time to just to recover. Nothing was, I didn't have to play. The season was obviously off. So other than that, um, yeah, it was just a lot of rehab, family time. And I'm just glad to be back and get ready back to work. So. Did you get a chance to go home to California for a couple yeah, weeks? Yeah, I was there for a month um, just because after surgery I was here for rehab. I had to stay here for rehab. And then I was able to go home for a month and then came back. So it was a good it was a good month. So now that you are healthy and 100%, though, comparing offseason last year when you're a freshman coming in to now having a year under your belt, what are the biggest differences between year one and year two? I mean, coming in as a freshman, I I didn't have a preseason because I decided to come to school super late. So I was never with the team preseason. My first preseason with them was our last preseason friendly against Georgetown last year. So being here, uh, coming in earlier as a sophomore uh, during preseason, it's definitely helped me a lot just because I'm able to focus on my fitness, uh, work on my craft a little bit more, obviously because in the off season or in the preseason, you can do a lot more, obviously, compared to in season. So I think just having that extra month of like fitness, um, being able to work on your craft, not really worrying about like uh, um, your fatigueness, it's definitely helped a lot. And I mean, I'm just excited to to this year. There's no question that of out of all sports. Soccer requires you to be in exceptional shape. Yeah. So I know you're rehabbing, but from the time the season ends, yes, you've got off-season conditioning, but what do you do to stay in shape in the off-season? I mean, honestly, I just, obviously, I try to, I go to the gym a lot, a lot more often than I would in season. Um, I run a lot more, obviously. Um, and then, Honestly, I just focus more on my craft, honestly, in terms of fitness. I do, I hope, like, I just hope my fitness is built slowly when I come back for preseason. So when I'm in the off season, I like to just solely focus more on my craft, the game, be better technically, passing, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think that's it. So recapping last year for just a moment, 11 wins as a team, went against the national champs in Marshall, the UVA win in double overtime, your walk-off winner against Notre Dame in overtime, six straight NCAA tournaments. You had such an amazing first year. Mm-hmm. When you look back on last year, what do you think about most, and then what kept 
one thing that maybe kept driving you during the off season that you were most looking forward to about year two? Um, well, I well the one thing that is keeping me driven is the fact that we didn't pass the second round of the NCAA tournament when we knew we had all the potential to be at least a Sweet 16 team, even could have made it to the Elite Eight. Um, so I think that coming in as a sophomore. I kind of realized what it takes now to to actually reach those levels. And me personally, I'm just going to do my best on and off the field to to, to help my teammates, to, to help them understand that it's a lot more harder than what we think to reach the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, Final 4. And if we want to compete with the best, we got to be the best every day in training and, and in games. So... You know, as a freshman last year, you got to learn from some really great upperclassmen. And obviously, Sievert and, and Labo no longer here. But what are some things you took away from those two, whether it was on the pitch or off the pitch, that could help you in your career here? Yeah, I took a lot from both of them, especially uh, Sievert, because since he was our captain, just the way he carried himself off the field, the way he he um. He intervened himself with the the, te- the team, the way he carried himself on and off the field. So I just think his leadership and him being vocal and him always wanting to win and whatever it was really, um, really like impacted my game and it and it made me see uh, the game a lot more. And then Lava was just. He was just a goal scorer, so you you always appreciated everything he did for us. He would score in our clutchest times whenever we needed him. He was always there, and but sadly we don't have him anymore. So it's going to be hard this year without him. You know, one of the major stories in the off season college soccer no no more overtime period in the regular season. Right. Of course, you had one of the you know best moments last year with the uh, the winner against Notre Dame. How from a player perspective? What do you think about that? How do things change maybe knowing that you had an overtime period to now knowing once 90 minutes are here, if you're tied, it's a draw? I'm a little disappointed about it, obviously. But um, if you look at it from just the way the sport is growing in America, I think it's a step in the right direction because anywhere else in the world, if it's a tie, it ends in a tie. There's no overtime unless it's playoffs. So I agree with it, but... I mean, I I am gonna miss those overtime uh, battles because those are just when everything gets super exciting. And then even in the postseason, right? There's two overtime periods, so there's no golden goal right. walk. So you 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 can say you did that as a freshman, and then you've got you know yeah. <laughs> other ways to win it. Nah, yeah. you know. So um, all right, so let's look at this team this year. From a Hokie fan listening to this right now, what do they need to know about this 2022 Hokie squad? That we gonna go, we gonna go for it all because our team's mentality right now is—I felt like it hasn't been like that. I mean, since I was even here, since freshman year, and there's something about our freshman class this year that it's—it's such a competitive freshman class that it pushes even our sophomores, juniors, and seniors to work even harder because you know, like they can take your spot anytime. So I feel like that competitiveness has definitely grown. And it's going to pay off during the season because we're going to need that. Let's talk about uh, the defense for a moment. So much 
so many returners on that back line from Wellington to McDowell to Joyce and then Martino in goal. I mean, as a midfielder, that's got to give you a ton of confidence knowing that there's so much, um, so, so many returners there on the back line. Right. Well, no, yeah, that's the thing. Our defense, I think, is going to be a very good defense this year. We're hoping for a lot of shutouts, like one goal at least. Um, but yeah, our back line is just, I'm confident in them, so. Nothing new. And, and then, you know, up top, you know, you, you mentioned Jacob Labovitz, big-time goal scorer, but you're back. Kenyu was back. You've got Pew back. I mean, is it exciting a little bit that the opportunity's there to score more goals this year? Yeah, it definitely is. And for sure, we all know that each of us is going to have to give a little bit more and more than we did last year because we don't have we, we don't have Labovitz no more. But um, I think we're all excited for the challenge. We all want to score. We all want to win. So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get the season started. So at Grand Canyon, at UCLA to open the season, really good opponents to start. And I see the smile on your face. You guys love playing the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are going to be two two of our toughest games this season. Um, but, you know, we love playing against the best of the best, like you said. And – we have the confidence in every game to win. So I'm just excited to play them, especially at Grand Canyon because their fans go crazy, I heard. So I'm excited to play in front of their fans. And then we're hoping for a start to a 2-0 two, uh, two start to the season. So you are from Half Moon Bay, California. Mm-hmm. I don't know my, my California and the state super well. Is that close to L.A.? Uh, it's... it's it's about a six-hour drive, okay. so it's not the closest, but it's, it's will a you lot have closer than Virginia Tech. No doubt. That's, that's my point. Will, <laughs> yeah. will you have more family and friends there for the UCLA oh, yeah, game? Yeah, My family is definitely pulling up to that. My friends are coming. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited for that because it's been a while since I played in front of my family. So. Uh, going back to some of the pieces, as you were talking about the defense, but the midfield – you're back there, and then you've obviously got Myola Kinua back in the midfield. What makes you two such a great pairing, do you think, in the midfield? I think it's just um, understanding each other. Since we first trained together, I kind of already knew the type of way he liked. And it was just obviously the off-field chemistry, it helps on the field. So just getting to know him off the field was really just what what's kept us really close and and I mean, I love playing with him. He's just—he's another—he's a different level type of person. So, if you if you play with a good player, you go understand him. So it's—it was easy to transition playing with them. Honestly, it's very easy. So I'm just thankful for him. Give me some names that Hokie fans listening should know about going into this year that might be flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, I mean, there's some couple freshmen that I think could make a huge impact. Um, starting with Mise. Um. He's a, he's a freshman. Um, I think he's going to hopefully, I mean, I know he can. He's got the ability, but I just think he needs to get that. He needs to break out of his shell a little bit. But once he gets going, he's going to get going. Um, and then I've, Connor Pugh, I feel like he's going to be he's gonna be scoring goals for us. And um, dang. Those are some good ones right yeah. there. And Connor last year, 
had such a great year. And I mean, I feel like with maybe, you know, obviously Labovitz has now moved on, but Connor could be one of those guys who really up top, right? Could be right. a big difference maker. Right. Oh, and I forgot. We just got a new, uh, tr- uh, transfer from Spain, Ricky, who's a striker as well. And I think he's going to be very valuable for us, especially the striker. If he can get goals, he's going to help us a lot. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Hokies getting ready to open up its season with at, going to Grand Canyon, going to UCLA. Danny Flores gets to go home back on West Coast time. And, uh, I know Hokie fans are so fired up for it. I can't let you get out of here though without a couple of fun questions though to close. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So let's start with this. Why number 23? <laughs> I mean, they gave it, they gave me that number. If I'm being honest, I didn't get to choose a number. I don't know why, but they gave me that number, but I'm blessed with it because I think it's a great number. Yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a legendary number. So, um, yeah, I, I ain't complaining with that number, but yeah, it's good. Who's the better 23, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I never got to see Michael Jordan, but I, I got to say LeBron James. Did you grow up a Laker, Dodger, all I'm, of those sports I'm teams a, fans? I'm a Warriors fan. Oh, are you? I'm from the Bay Area, yeah. So I'm a Warriors fan. So Steph Curry, obviously. Congratulations on your championship. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Boston Celtics fans. <laughs> uh, how about your favorite TV show of all time? Oof. I would say probably like Phineas and Ferb. Good choice. Yeah. Okay. Danny Flores, thanks for being here, my friend. Congratulations. Year two, and I know Hokie Nation going to be behind you guys in every step of the way. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Hokie Nation, let's ride. There you go. Hokie Nation, <laughs> let's ride. Coming up next, head coach Mike Brizendine joins us here on the season premiere, season two of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. When you support Main Street Pharmacy, you also support your Virginia Tech Hokies. Main Street Pharmacy is locally owned in Blacksburg by a proud Hokie alum. We have quick, superior service. We save people money, and we have free delivery to the Virginia Tech campus, Blacksburg, and Christiansburg. Our patients are our family, and we invite you to join us today. Transferring prescriptions is easy. Visit msblacksburg.com or call us at 540-605-7721, and we'll take care of everything. Main Street Pharmacy. We treat you like a neighbor, not a number. Last year on the Hokie Sports Insider, our first coach that we ever had on was head coach Mike Bresendine of Virginia Tech Men's Soccer. Season premiere, season two of the Hokie Sports Insider. You just heard from Danny Flores, and now we've got the head coach, Mike Bresendine, back with us. Coach, thanks for being here. How are you? How was your summer? How's the family? How's everybody? Yeah, well, thank you for having me, and um, yeah, everybody's doing well. Um the summer was interesting. Uh, it was a good summer overall, but uh, I tell my friends, I went to bed on July 1st, and I woke up, and it was August 1st, so I don't know how that happened, but um, but it's great having the guys back, and we just got done with our first road trip, and so it's good to be back in the, the flow of things. Um, it's it's quite busy, but uh, I guess everybody's busy right now here around campus. I feel like everybody says it's the dog days of summer, the month of July, but when you work in athletics... I mean, it goes by so fast. Yeah. August yeah. 1st before you know it. Uh, you guys, as we record this on a Monday, you're about to leave for your West Coast trip. Mm-hmm. What's the excitement level? We'll get the season started. Um, I'm excited, but, you know, even though we leave, uh, fly out tomorrow, I, um, uh, it seems like a long, long time away because there's so many things that still need to be done uh, to get ready for the trip. But uh but no, I'm excited. Um, we had a good preseason, and I'm looking forward to getting into the matches and 
you know, again, with the kind of schedule we play, it's going to be a grind like every year, but you know, we, we welcome it. Um, and I think they were ready for the challenge. Yeah. You guys, uh, as always scrimmage some really good opponents in the preseason. What were your biggest takeaways from the exhibitions? You know, it's always trying to get all the pieces in the right places. And, um, you know, with all those new guys and we, we have a bunch of talented young players and, blending them in with the older guys and who's coming back in form and who's hurt and all those things. So really it is like, um, it's like moving chess pieces around. And uh, I think that we have a decent idea of, um, who our top like 16 guys are, but, uh, but again, it, it's very difficult. Uh, we have depth like we haven't had before and, and everybody seems to be pretty healthy. So we're in a good spot. I mean, I think we're bringing our best, uh, out to the West coast. So that excites me. And, um, but, you know, there's still the nerves of even after this many years, you know, I I know that um, these are going to be tough games and, uh, you know, I'm I'm nervous, I'm excited, I'm anxious. It's it's all that wrapped up in one. You know, it's obviously such a long season and we're in August and this will go for months and months. What are some of the key traits and characteristics you look for teams to have early in the season that kind of kind of help set the foundation? Yeah, again, our togetherness. Um has always been um, a foundational piece. You know, I've said it years and years. And, um, yeah, we just have to be together on everything. And, you know, look, in the first meeting, before we even touch soccer ball, I, I tell the guys, look, we, we are going to come across some hard days, some tough days. It's how we react is going to dictate everything for this team. And um, so far, I, I think that we've we've handled those situations well. Um, we've... We can definitely bend, but, you know, we've never broke. And so, you know, I, I expect that to be – our guys have high expectations, um, which is, is is awesome. And it's also, you know, it's difficult because if there are some, some bad days, you know, we, we have to work through why that – you know, why we're having those bad days. You mentioned the schedule. Always a competitive schedule you put mm-hmm. together. When you look at it from start to finish, how pleased were you with how it came together this year? Um, so we, this year will be the conclusion of when the COVID year hit and there were returns and everything else. Um, we had to really move some things around. So this will be the conclusion of finishing a bunch of series. Um, so with that said, it doesn't have my usual flow. Um, but I like it. I like the games that we have. Um, against a number of very good uh, competitive teams. Again, our, our opening weekend, like usual, is just, it really is a bear. Grand Canyon, um, they got a new coach and a uh, couple of years in the NCAA. So they're, they're starting to take off. UCLA, um, the coach they have there, I really respect. And um, when he took it over, he had to rebuild a little bit, but he's got it rebuilt and UCLA will be in the mix uh, come tournament time. So that game is going to be also uh, unbelievable and, and out there in Los Angeles. It'll be fun for the boys. You know, I think they'll have time or a, a good time checking out Phoenix, checking out uh, yeah. Los Angeles, but you know, for coaches, we're watching film, we're doing all these other things. So, um, but yeah, I think it'll be a, a great opening weekend and it'll give us an idea of, of what we're dealing with. Now it's not every day that any Virginia tech team gets to go play at Grand Canyon and in Los Angeles. Is that something that you've been working on for years, building this trip around or that how did that come to be this trip? Um, well, it started, we owed it. We owed Grand Canyon a game. And when COVID hit, that was the year we were supposed to go. And so we kicked it to this year, but we do like, um, we played Santa Barbara and LMU a couple of years ago. 
um, we do like to, to kind of mix it up with our trips. And so, um, so I'm glad to be going out West, um, hoping we can survive the weather. Uh, it's only about 30 degrees warmer out there than here. So, <laughs> and it's warm here right now. Yeah. So it, that'll be something. That's why we've tried to train like in the hottest parts of the days. And, you know, we played Georgetown this past weekend at one just to try to get used to it because, even at seven o'clock, uh, it is still, I don't really don't know how the folks out there do it. No. I mean, it's so hot. Um, but I guess come November, December, they're, they're loving life. Sure. So I guess there is a trade off. Looking at the schedule too, you know, the ACC year in and year out, right? I, I mean, I think men's soccer might be the toughest of the ACC of any sport. It is so good top to bottom. When you got here to Virginia Tech, where was the ACC then? Where is it now? Is it similar? Is it different? How would you compare it from when you got here? You are really asking me to go back in my memory bank here. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was still a perennial powerhouse um, uh, back then. Um, yeah, we've just added teams, and, and those teams, like ourselves, Pitt, some others as we've adapted, then it's just, um, yeah, it really has top to bottom just a powerhouse and in you talk to any coach in our league, and if they're honest with you, they're wondering where where do you get points? What game? You know, it really is like you have to take advantage of home games um, because it's so tight. And I think this year, um, even with having two teams in the Final Four last year and a national champ, you know, people I think were claiming that the ACC had a down year. And uh, I think that it will be even stronger this year. Um some people have reloaded, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. Just means a lot of opportunities for fans to come out to Thompson Field and see some high quality soccer. Oh yeah, you're going to see some of the best in the country. There's no doubt. Um, yeah, a potential national champion, and certainly a number of pros. Absolutely. You know, one of the major stories of I guess college soccer in the off season was the elimination of of Golden Goal. And playing a full ninety minutes in the regular season, just wanted to get your thoughts on that, and how does that change things, if at all, for these regular season matches? Um, one thing I'm interested in is how it affects the RPI. You know, I study the RPI and and try to know the best way to put our schedule together. Um, I'm a fan of no overtime. Um, I think, I guess, back up. Anyone who knows me and has talked with me, they know that I'm a huge fan of the 21st century model, which mm -hmm. is the year-long model, um, because of how we tax uh, just the toll that it takes on our student-athletes um, mentally and physically. And um, that's why I think over time getting rid of that is, is a positive thing for us. Um, so instead of you know our guys running 15 miles, 14 miles, now they'll just run 9 or 10. You right. know, but, you know, over, over the cumulative effect over a season is um, is pretty severe and you know drastic. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a fan of it. Again, I, how is that going to play out? Like you know, last year we had a couple of big overtime wins, which were awesome games. Uh, but you know, if those were only ties, you know, what's our RPI looking like? You know, but um, so I'll be interested to see. It'll take um, folks who put their schedule together based on what they think an RPI is. Uh, you know, this season to, to take a good look at it and see how you may want to um, adjust your schedule. I, I also think that it uh, should promote folks going on the road um, because a tie on the road against the top 25 opponent is um, is helpful. 
RPI, always worth studying. Always, I feel like, changes. And I'm, I'm interested. We should do a podcast totally separate about analyzing the RPI. Yeah. I would love to do that. Let me know. I got the guy who can help uh, conversate with us, uh, converse with us about it. We've got Coach Mike Brizendine with us here on the season premiere of the Hokie Sports Insider podcast. One of those players who had a Golden Goal winner last year, one of the, I think one of the thrilling regular season matches was uh, the Notre Dame match and Danny Flores. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to take this opportunity for Hokie Nation to kind of, before the season starts, just to kind of refresh themselves with some of the pieces you have back, some of the pieces that you've added in the off season. And Danny was with us earlier in the podcast. So, Coach, what was it that made him so good last year as a freshman? And what are your expectations for him in year two? Yeah, you know, he... Um, I mean, he's a high level player. Uh, he's played with men before, so he felt really comfortable. You would never know he was a freshman last year. He came in for minute one. Actually, he played against Georgetown. That was his first game last year. And you would think that he was with us for two years. Um, so he got very comfortable, uh, with our group quickly. Um, and I think that's only grown, um, his confidence has grown, what he's able to do. I have high expectations of him. I think that he'll be, uh, while we graduated a number of goals last year, uh, I think that he's going to help fill that void. I mean, I think that he's a eight goal guy himself and, um, yeah. And, and again, the guys have faith in him. They always want to find him the ball. Um, I mean, he's very good. He's very competitive. Um, so yeah, it's fun watching him play. Biggest difference, I know small sample size exhibitions, but year two for Ben Martino back in goal. Obviously had such a really good year last year as well mm-hmm. as a freshman. Where is he right now going into year two? Yeah, he's in great form. I mean, he's excited to be back. Uh, he's he's had a good preseason. Uh, he's in shape. He's fit. Uh, he's healthy. And, um, yeah, I'm excited about uh, what he's going to do this, this year. And, um yeah, I mean, it, it, the, just the whole defending group, you know, we bring back most of those guys. And um, so the other piece of us is not just replacing all those goals, but I want to have more shutouts. You know, uh, we didn't have very many last year. Um, it's the reason why I have no hair is because <laughs> those guys are wearing me down. Uh, so I'd like to have some more shutouts. Um, we need to have them, you know, so it'll be get some other guys to step up and score some goals, but then that's not allowing as many as we did last year. That's kind of the recipe for us. Yeah. I want to talk about that back line for a moment, that defense, because I mean, the Wellington's back there. You've got McDowell back. You've got Cameron Joyce back there. I mean, I'm sure you've got to have a lot of confidence in that back line going into the year. I do a lot of confidence and, um, I expect them to be able to hold back pretty much anybody, uh, in the country. And, and again, we've got a taste of it here this, uh, preseason. And I mean, there's certainly things to work on, um, cause we've added a couple of new pieces and then if subs come in, but, um, yeah, I feel very good about that group and it's a mature group. So, um, it should again, hopefully get a shutouts. I mean, that's the goal. However it happens, I don't care. Let's just uh, let's get some shutouts. I love it. Absolutely. And then you mentioned kind of replacing some of those goals. You've got some pieces back, obviously, from last year that uh, were, were big-time goal scorers. But who are some of those guys you think that can maybe take another step this year on an offensive standpoint? Yeah, um, again, through committee, I think that Connor Pugh, you know, he had a, a great year and he scored a bunch of goals, but I think that he can, he can score more. Um, you know, we're looking at Nick Blacklock to score some goals. We're looking at Danny Flores to score some goals. Um, we have a, a young man from um, Barcelona, Ricky, uh, who's in that, that I think that he he's showing some promise. So I'm excited to see from him. 
uh, Daniel Starr is back with us. So I think that we have a number of people that we can roll through there that can get the job done. Um, yeah, they just have to do it. And again, it's not an easy feed. I know that, but, um, they have a good supporting cast around them, which hopefully yeah. that'll help. So there are two names that Hokie fans realize aren't back from last year. Of course, Jacob Lavovitz and then Sievert Haugley. But you're not done with the Hauglies yet, Hokie mm-hmm. Nation. Oscar, younger yes. brother, is here as a freshman. Tell us how it's been now coaching Sievert and Oscar. Are they similar? I mean, give us the give us the rundown on the Haugley brothers. Yeah, it's funny. Um, here's one funny story for you. Is um, So Sievert and Oscar's dad is, is a pretty large man. And then uh, Sievert is 6'4". And Oscar is like 6'5". Wow. And they drive like a tiny little car. I always wonder how they get all those bodies, all those legs in that car. <laughs> um, but uh, he's very different from his brother. And, uh, very quiet, very reserved. Um, he is very competitive like his brother. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm excited to see um, his growth, you know, and getting um, – acclimated to college soccer because it takes a little while to get to get it here but we're we're very happy that he's here and that he chose to come to virginia tech and uh, again you know sievert was was awesome for us i know oscar will be as well um so it's nice to have that family tree still going yeah no doubt about it uh bringing up jacob and sievert i know there's so many Hokies and the pros and alums, but I know especially Jacob, they've gotten off to great starts in their pro careers. Can you kind of update us on your conversations and, of course, Danny Pereira, how they're all doing so far? Yeah, they're all doing well. Uh, Seaver's back with uh, Timbers 2, and um, uh, Jacob is in the running for Golden Boot, uh, which is nice, I think, with Tingles. Uh, you'll have to check me on that. Um, he's tied with one more young man, and uh, so that's great. Again, he's like anyone who knew him well knew that that he was competitive. He had all those things. So I think bigger things uh, lie lie in wait for him here as, at the conclusion of the season. At least that's my hope. And then uh, Danny Pereira, you know, is doing awesome. And uh, again, he's he's raking in a lot of cards. So I know he's catching <laughs> a lot of heat for that. But uh, but again, I think he's you know for a year or two player, he's he's doing wonderful and. Um, similar to what Hokie saw, like he's electric. He can open games up. He can change, change games. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, those, those three are, are doing great. Uh, Danny, I believe had his first career goal over the summer, maybe a month or two ago, right? Yeah, against Charlotte. It was awesome. There were a ton of Hokies there and, uh, and it was, if you haven't seen it, go, go look it up online. It, it was a heck of a goal. And then I, I bring up a funny story for you. So I had a friend go to a Richmond kickers game. About a month ago, right? And this, our, our 804 Hokies, our Richmond Hokies will appreciate this. So, you know, City Stadium, the kickers are a big deal there. And it's been a while since I've been to one. But he's, I'm going to go to kickers game. And I was out of town, and I got a text from him. I'm like, dude, kickers got crushed. And I was, he was like, this one guy scored all the goals, and he went to look him up. And it was Jacob Labovitz. Yeah. Did he have a hat trick? I mean, I, thought, mm-hmm. I mean, he he went off against Richmond. He did. He <laughs> so, did. And it was, one of them was an awesome goal. I mean, any goal is an awesome goal. But, yeah. It was funny because the the 804 group was was blowing me up <laughs> at it too, uh, so yeah, I loved seeing it. You know, um, again, yeah, he's a he's a goal scorer. He's a good athlete. So, 
Yeah, that's why he's in the running for the Golden Boot. No doubt. Well, Coach, I know you've got training coming up. I'm going to get you out here with a couple of fun questions of that. All right, our season preview. Yep, let's get, do it. Let's do this. You know, I, I think about all of our programs here at Tech, and you think about continuity and continued success for a long time. You think about soccer, men's side, women's side. You and Coach Dare have been here for 10-plus years. What's your relationship like with, with Chugger? Oh, it's good. Yeah, and we go way back. Uh kind of way back, just a couple of quick stories. When I uh, applied for the assistant job here, this is in 2003, uh, there were three three of us that uh, went for the job. It's myself, uh, a, a man named Scott Black, who eventually ended up working here, and then Chugger Adair. All three of us wow. were here. Um, I was fortunate enough, probably just mainly because I was a Virginia boy um, and grew up in the area, uh, to get the job. And then he came on the women's staff, I think two years later, maybe some of that nature. And then another funny story is, uh, when we were, we were having our, our house built over in their neighborhood and my wife and I stayed in his basement while it was being built. Cause he was right down the street from us. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It all life has a way of working out itself out. Doesn't it? Yeah. Everyone it being here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second one for you. I know you are a proud girl dad, right? Mm-hmm. Three daughters. That's right. How are they doing? And what is it like being a girl dad? Uh, it's great. Yeah. They are growing like weeds. Um, it is amazing. Uh, I think that we're giving children <laughs> to show how quickly time passes, uh, because it just seemed like school started uh, for my kids today. And we always take these pictures, first-year pictures. Uh, my wife doesn't. And um, we were just looking back at Sloan's, like when she just started. Now she's already 10 and in fourth grade. And it's amazing how quick uh, the time flies by. Uh, but they are doing great, and they're all huge soccer fans. They know our roster like the back of their hand. So they, they know probably the roster better than I do as far as everybody's <laughs> number. Uh, Cause I don't keep track of that. Uh, looking forward to seeing them. I'm sure at some games this year for sure. And uh, yeah, happy first 100%. day of uh, school. So they start the same day as uh, Virginia tech starts. Yeah, that's right. There you mm-hmm. go. Our last one for you. And I have been looking forward to asking this one because when I do this in the spring, the podcast, you know, coach Demore, huge golfer, you're a big golfer yourself. Mm-hmm. So how has the golf game been? Just general question. I mean, you know, uh, good summer for you? I had fun. <laughs> I wasn't able to play a bunch. But every time I played, it was either with unbelievable people or a combination of unbelievable people at unbelievable places. Great. So uh, I would o- overall, I'd say I was definitely winning uh, on that. But um yeah, I wasn't, you know, just with the kids and their ages and what they're into and camp and recruiting. Um, it seemed like this summer was, was quite busy, so I wasn't able to get out as much as I wanted. But, uh, again, the times that I did, man, I had a good time. And, uh, yes, I love playing. Actually, I played with uh, with with Pete just not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's a lot of fun. He's a very good golfer. We have a number of very good golfers in this department, so... For all the hookies listening, if you're playing with any of them, uh, be weary of pulling out that uh, wallet uh, because, <laughs> because they're pretty good players. I, that was my last one for any coaches that we should know about that are really good at golf. Should we, you know, talk about that your your power ranking? Oh, uh, one of my assistants, Kyle, he's very good. Okay. Uh, Brian Cox is, is very good. Uh, Mr. Helms uh, is very good. Um, let's see, Pete is very good. I think that's uh, – there's a couple of others I haven't played with 
Um, Derek Quinn actually yeah. is his game and, and when he's hitting it right, I mean, he can bomb the ball. Um, yeah, so we have a number uh, of golfers and here's one thing. It doesn't matter about the skill level, but so much fun to play with. I mean, every one of those people, um, Gwillem, Matt Gwillem, who's on the women's staff, I forgot to mention him. Like they are a ton of fun to play with. And so, so if you do get a chance, it is worth uh, playing with them and, that's the draw for a quick nine is because it's easy. Everybody's yeah. on the same scale. They want to play usually as quick as possible and uh, and just have a good time. It's a good time to, you know, let your hair down if you have hair. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. I think we should do a the match style, you know, when they've got Brady and the quarterbacks and the GoPros and the car. We should do a big feature. Hokey coaches playing golf. I think people would love it. Yeah. I'd, I'd personally subscribe to watch that. That's right. So. That's right. Oh, by the way, I, you know, I left off, you know, the two best golfers are Sharpie and Carol. Oh, of course. I leave them I'm out because they're kind of like pros to me. I'm right. talking to amateur golfers, yes. but at the pro level, it's Carol <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Sharpie. So I didn't want to feel like they're disrespected if somehow they hear this. Uh, Coach, big travel day tomorrow. Season opening up on the West Coast. On behalf of uh, all Hokies listening, thanks for the time. Safe travels, and uh, can't wait for you guys to get back to Thompson Field here soon. Yeah, thank you so much. That'll do it for the Season 2 premiere of the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. You know, we did 40 episodes last year. We had over 60 guests. And I absolutely love getting to sit down with Hokie coaches and players. It's an exciting time of the year as students are back on campus. Football season's just around the corner. We're going to go from hot weather days to throwing on the sweatshirt. That's just a great time of the year. And all of our fall sports programs, super excited about the seasons that they can have and looking forward to updating you each and every week with many conversations with our Hokie players and coaches. I want to thank Will Copeland, the Virginia Tech Men's Soccer SID, for setting up our conversations this week. Special thanks to Danny Flores, Mike Brizendine for joining us before they hopped on a plane to go to the West Coast. And best of luck to women's soccer tomorrow against Delaware and then Sunday against Elon, men's soccer, Grand Canyon, UCLA, and our Virginia Tech volleyball team going down to take on three opponents, UNCW, Davidson, and then on Sunday, Coastal Carolina in action this weekend. Best of luck to those three teams. And as always, if you have any suggestions to make this podcast even better, maybe you have an interview idea, feel free to tweet at me. I'm at Evan K. Hughes. And again, don't forget to check out all of our great content across Hokie Pod from Level 7 on Tuesdays, Hokie Sports Insider Wednesdays, X's and O's on Thursdays, and then Tech Talk Live archived on Friday. But until next week, I'm Evan Hughes saying so long. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast. You've been listening to the Hokie Sports Insider Podcast, presented by Phillips Real Estate. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Virginia Tech Sports Network.